0: Back to another episode. Today we're joined by Mr. Ibarra. Thank you for being here, sir. Appreciate your time. Um, For those listening that may not know, would you mind doing an intro of who you are?
1: Uh, Well, yeah, Uh, my name is Russell Ibarra. I like to call myself the master enchilada roller. Uh, I serve beans and rice for a living, and um, I'm living the dream. But uh, I own a chain of restaurants here in Houston called Gringo's Tex-Mex and Jimmy Changa's and a couple of one-offs called uh, Burritos. Um, Well, we started Burritos back in 2008, so Mm in 2012. But we also have a concept called Burger Libre. It's a luchador-themed burger joint. And uh, we also have a place called The Lunchbox that specializes in uh, clean foods. Uh, None Mm -hmm. of the meats have nitrates, uh, no preservatives in the bread, no MSG, no high-fructose corn syrup. Mm -hmm. And uh, we tried to do... um, uh, there was something else we tried to do, but we couldn't do it because it was just uh, GMOs. We couldn't get away from GMOs. It seems like everything has GMOs. So mm. that's kind of what I do. Uh, we have currently uh, 17 full-service restaurants in the Houston area between Gringo's and Jimmy's. We, uh, we employ a little over 2,500 team members. Of the uh, 17, soon to be 18 restaurants, uh, seven of them are franchises. Mm-hmm. But both, I uh, have two franchisees, both of them were homegrown. Uh, the first one was a general manager that I hired for our second store back in 96, and then the other became a franchisee in 2009, and he was also an assistant manager. So that's kind of the uh, the intro in a nutshell, but uh, I'll be more than happy
0: to talk about a lot more along the way. Uh, that's amazing, and you know, it's, we want to know about the journey, you know, how you got to this point. Um the hardships and I have a few questions prepared I, I don't usually write stuff down but um or even prepare, because we have natural conversations but right. for this one I really wanted to ask you these things because and to let the listeners know because it's super important to understand you know why and how you do certain things not just looking at the end result right. you know seeing someone be successful and not understand there were days there were nights you had to work 18 hours, 20 hours, hardships, everything. The process.
1: Yeah, yeah well, fortunately for me, and um, and I'm very grateful that uh, I was able to grow up in a family of an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad did start some restaurants in the 80s, or I'm sorry, in the 60s. Yeah. And I went to work for him uh, almost straight out of high school. And so a lot of people would say, well, there it goes. That, that explains everything. And I wish it were that easy. Um, uh, but in the 80s, uh, we had one particular restaurant in Pearland that our family owned. It was in El Toro, and prior to El Toro, it was an actual steakhouse. They were there for like uh, eight months. And so we went in, and uh, there was a bank in Pearland that offered it for sale to my father. Uh, the bank was Pearland State Bank, and he purchased the building for 330000 The bank loaned him another 100000 for working capital to get it renovated. But it was never really a good restaurant in terms of volume. And mm-hmm. he ended up closing it about six, six years later. And so I was when he opened it, I was only uh, 20 years old. Oh, wow. So um, uh, after that, he leased it to a couple of other restaurant tours, and they went in and went out. So we owned this property, and we had an obligation of $4,852.10 a month. And it was a very, very difficult payment to make back then, right. which was a ton of money for us. And so, I I just took it upon myself to go back into that uh, building and try to give it another shot and see if we could make it work this time and I guess going in under those circumstances and even prior to that, <clears throat> knowing that uh, I had, um, I mean even prior to that, I got married at 18, I was, uh, I lost a house um, when I was 26. I returned a vehicle because I could no longer afford the $420.91 payment had two children about the time I was twenty five. Wow. And so when I went into this building and, and, and actually I actually already felt at uh three or four other businesses prior to that. So when were I they
0: self started or was it kind of
1: They were self started. I sold satellite mm-hmm. dishes, um I sold sports cars. I ran an ad on the in the National Enquirer on the back page. Wow. Uh so to sell chain alarms for apartments <laughs> of all things. But anyway so I um I had all these failures behind me, uh, the fact that I did not go to college. And uh, so with all this coming together at this point where I had to, uh, I felt anyway, I had, to, I had no, no, no other choice but to open this restaurant again, right. knowing that it already failed four times. I, uh, I just had a different approach. It was, it was no longer about making money at that point. Uh, my focus then and still is today to actually produce the absolute best product that we know how to produce, and to offer it the best value that we can possibly offer it at. And I think uh, that, combined with everything else we do, has created the formula
0: that is today, Gringos and Jimmy Chagas. That's amazing to hear. And you know, I mentioned to you uh, through Instagram. That I spoke to a few of your former employees and that's one thing that they said is the values and the core values of the company and kind of how you approach the business in a way they're embedded within the employees, even if they're former employees. And um, I do want to get to that. But going back to um, the education side of things, you know, did you ever feel diminished because you didn't go to
1: college? Uh, Of course, uh, because I believe that's kind of what society does automatically. Mm -hmm. Uh, I guess not intentionally, it just happens. And I I have no problem with it uh, today. I did maybe back then. Uh, I remember in my early 20s when I would go to a social event and I would meet up with some former classmates that did go to college, right. and if I knew the subject of college was going to come up, I would make a point to get away from that conversation, so I wouldn't have to answer, mm-hmm. but um, I am, you know, I'm where I'm at today because of my past, and, and I right. embrace it, uh, every one of my failures, and, you know, that's really kind of what shaped what we are, and and I, I wouldn't go back and change anything. I think uh, there's a reason why things are put in your way, and obstacles happen, it's important to really uh, learn from them. Uh, Napoleon Hill, who wrote the, bo- the book *The Law of Success* and 16 lessons, said that mm-hmm. uh, you know within every failure is the seed of an equivalent success. So it's important that even though you may fail at something, try to find the underlining message in it and, and lesson, and see if it can help you get to the next level. And uh, everything we want literally is on the uh, the other side of failure. Uh, so you know, don't, don't fear failure because
0: it, it's, you, you have to face it head on. I road. definitely agree. I think, um, there's kind of a, you know, it's like a stigma, uh, the normal route. I talk about this in many of our previous episodes. It's considered the norm to go to school, to get right. a job, right. uh, to pay off your loans or whatever, to send money to your family, whatever it is. But that's kind of where we stop that's kind of where society stops in a way and I don't you know I I put it in air quotes for those listening uh, because what's next like once you graduate you get a job and what do you do next what about your goals what about your dreams what about your aspirations right all of that kind of stops in the normal hierarchy of the system and it's always interesting to hear these stories of outliers because this isn't a common thing you know most of the people that Maybe don't go to school. Uh, don't get the opportunity to go to college. They don't end up with a hundred million dollar business. Right. Like it's not a, it's not a normal thing. Right. So I think it's important to highlight that as well because a lot of it comes from your work ethic, your perseverance, your ability to handle failure.
1: Yeah, and you know, uh, I was also fortunate, to, fortunate enough to see uh, my parents at a young age. Uh, witnessing them helping other people, mm-hmm. and that played into a lot of what we do today. Uh, we even formed a foundation called the Tex Mex Legacy Foundation in their honor to Amazing. continue doing things that they did for others back in the day. And them for example, just uh, taking clothes and they would fill their van up with clothes and Bibles and take them into the interior of Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, uh, in 1975, when when the, the Vietnam War was over. They uh, they sponsored a family of 10, nine or ten Vietnamese to come to the United States and they helped set them up to get uh, grounded here and, and uh, situated. So, you know, seeing those things as a young kid made an impression on me. I didn't realize what I was witnessing. But as you grow up and you look back and you start connecting the dots backwards, it really makes a lot of sense and that, uh, you know, you must give to receive. And uh, I just never wanted the business to be just about myself. Right. Uh, there's more than enough to go around after, after, you know, you meet your basics, your your, your housing, your clothing, your food, I mean uh, everything after that, uh, there's nothing wrong with enjoying life, but you have to share it along the way uh, John Paul Joria, who founded Patron Tequila said, success unshared is failure and so wow. um, I believe that um, I've witnessed a lot of companies, a lot of individuals actually succeed, but there was just something about their personality that them, brought them right back down, and I've always mm. wondered how does that happen? How does a person become successful and then fell? And uh, it just didn't make sense to me. So, I, I like to study people, I like to study their actions, their habits, their tendencies. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, where it's really all about people, it's uh, the people business, it's everything just about this. I mean, really. Um, so if you can focus mostly
0: on people or other people other than yourself, you'd mm. be surprised where that long can take you. And I'm glad you brought that up because you, I, I heard I have the story um, that one of your former employees, Tyler Vasquez, told me. Uh, shout out to Tyler. He he mentioned you would pop up at random locations uh, of your restaurants and you know just a spot check and see how things were going. And he mentioned one time you showed up and kind of briefed the the servers and the staff that you know within the next 30 days. If you see a family or you see a table that you really connect with or you like, you know, offer them a free meal. Right. And that's, I mean, that speaks volumes. That's kind of part of the reason why I was super excited to do this episode, because a lot of successful people reach a certain point, like you said, and they forget how they got there and they forget the people that put them in that position. They make right. it very self-centered. Right, and it's just not about
1: getting there, it's about staying there. Mm-hmm. And how do you stay there? And, and and it is about the culture, the long-term culture of the company, uh, of giving. You know, Our third core value, reinvesting our team members and local community is the cornerstone of, of who we are, what we're all about. Had, you know, when we opened up on January 11th of 93, when I went to the window that was facing the parking lot and I pulled that string to the neon open sign, mm-hmm. Uh, waiting literally for that very, very first car to pull in the parking lot. And the feeling I have then and the feeling I have today when I still see people pulling in is the same. It's identical because there's a lot of gratitude. That was the beginning uh, of, of the company. And so had someone picked me up and transported me into the future and dropped me, you know, 20 years later and said, this is what your company's going to look like, I would have I would have thought I was hallucinating.